Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Why are they essential? Well, today I want to present to you an essential everyday oil that every person needs right here, right now in this place. Stand with me, please. Hallelujah. Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61, as we read our text today, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Verse 1, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God, to comfort all. Is that up there? To comfort all. Somebody say all. To comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning. And the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So I want to talk to you this morning about the essential oil that you need. Amen. Let's love the Lord in this house. Let's praise him in this place. Praise God. Turn to somebody and say, I need this oil. I got to have this oil. Praise God. It's going to help your mood today. It's going to relieve your stress today. Come on, somebody. It's going to help you get a good night's sleep today. Praise God. And can I tell you, it won't cost you anything. Praise God. Lord bless you. Be seated. The passage before us today is a prophetic declaration about what the Messiah would do when he arrives. This, in turn, is the passage that Jesus used to launch his public ministry. He quoted from these verses about himself, referring to himself in Luke chapter 4. Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, was anointed to preach good tidings, the gospel to the meek, he said, to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captive free. Prison doors would be open under his ministry, and those that are bound would be liberated by his power. Jesus came to do this, and he also came to give abundant life, he said, and to all mourners to bring them comfort. Jesus came not only to relieve the, the darkness, uh, the prison of darkness, but he began to tell them, I've come to give you beauty for ashes. 
Jesus came to give us beauty for ashes. What a trade-off. What a trade-off. The oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Hallelujah. Jesus came to bring and offer us an essential oil, an oil of joy for every mourner to be comforted. Mourning and grief Sorrow and disappointment are a part of life. Doubt and trouble and heartache are a part of life. Fear is a part of our life today. But we're called by God to know not the fullness of sorrow, not the fullness of grief, not the fullness of fear, but rather the fullness of joy. The fullness of joy. Nowhere in scripture does it say grieve in the Lord always. And again, I say grieve. What does it say? Rejoice in the Lord. Sometimes when things are going your way, when the election goes your way, when things are happening your way, rejoice in the Lord. No, it's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Have joy again. Have joy again. Have joy again. Paul said to the Thessalonians, he said, rejoice evermore. I contemplated, I had three messages running through my mind to preach for today. Even if you'll hang around, I'll give you all three of them. But uh, this is the one I feel like the Lord, it, it just inspired me. He said, I want you to encourage my people today. I want you to encourage my people today. Amen. Here's a definition of encouragement I heard this week that blessed me. It is courage, putting courage in something. Putting courage in something. You can be encouraged when you have the oil of joy. The oil of joy that's not based on your situation that's not based on your feelings not based on your bank account not based upon what the news says not based upon what your work says not based upon what your relationship is going through right now it is the joy that is the essential oil and it comes from Jesus Paul made this statement in 2 Corinthians 6 and 10 about his life he said as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. As poor, yet making many rich. As having nothing, and yet uh, possessing all things. I'm going to tell you, your bank account doesn't define you. I'm rich today, not because I've got a lot of money in the bank, but because I've dabbed a little bit of the oil on me, amen, that comes from Jesus because I've switched the garment of heaviness for the garment of praise. I've traded my ashes for beauty. Hallelujah. It's time that the church pick up our bottom lip and begin to have joy in the Lord. My situation doesn't make me happy or sad. Because I'm taking the joy of the Lord. The psalmist said in 5 and 11, but let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. And then it said, let them ever shout for joy. Have you ever watched a crazed, mad ball fan shout when their team wins, upsets the number one team, and they're... Ah! 
Hallelujah. When's the last time you just shouted for joy? When you just shouted for joy. Amen. And it's not because of something you won or because something that happened, but because it's him. It's because he is my joy. Let them ever shout for joy. I trust in him. I'm going to be a joy shouter today. We need to understand the source of our joy. What is the source of this essential oil? First Chronicles 16, 27 says, Glory and honor are in his presence. Look at this. Strength and gladness. Strength and gladness are in his place. You want to have gladness in this hour? You got to go to his place. You got to find his presence. For the psalmist follows it up in 16 and 11 of Psalms. That will show me the path of life. You'll show me the direction to go. You'll show me the way of living. In thy presence, in thy presence, in thy presence. It is your weapon today. The presence of God is what's going to get you through the rest of 2020 and the rest of 21, uh, rest of 22, 23, and all the other 20s. It's the presence of God. That's why Sunday morning is going to get more important in the years ahead. Amen. Sunday night is going to be more important. Tuesday night is going to be more important. I can't miss it because in his presence. In his presence. Hallelujah. Come on, praise team. Take us to his presence. Come on, worshiper. Take him to his presence. Somebody needs to quit reading the Facebook, quit watching the news, and get into his presence. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. (laughs) I must admit to you, I'm concerned about all this election mess. It bothers me and troubles me. But in the same time, I got excited when I get to thinking about this ought to make the church pray more. This ought to make the church be more studious and understand what the scripture says and have an answer for the reason of the hope that is in you. This ought to make us have revival. Every time persecution gets hotter, the church has revival. So what are you gonna what are you gonna do? I choose joy, I choose joy, I choose joy. I'm not going to wallow in pity. Because my king still sits on the throne. I said, my king still sits on the throne. My king still sits on the throne. And in his presence is fullness of joy. See, happiness is not joy. Because happiness depends on happenings, what happens to you. Joy is based upon being in Christ. Happiness is a feeling. Feelings are fleeting. Joy is a fact, and it will stay with you all the time. 
Hallelujah. Happiness is determined by what happens around me. Joy is what is determined by what happens in me. Hallelujah. We are conditioned to believe that if we feel good, then God is good. If our situation is good, then God is good. If our day is going great, then God is great. If our world is, is, is turned upside down, then where's God? If we're having a bad day, where's God? I'm going to tell you that is such a backward thinking because joy is not based on a fleeting feeling. Joy is not based upon what is trending. Joy is not based upon what is happening in our world. The source is God. Nehemiah 8. Nehemiah 8. In verse 6, And Ezra, the priest, blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen. With lifting up their hands, they bowed their heads and worshiped with their faces to the ground. Jumping to verse 8. So they read in the book. Somebody said, I read in the book. The law of God distinctly clearly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading hallelujah then jump to verse 10 then he said unto thee them go your way eat the fat <laughs> drink the sweet send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared for this day is holy unto your lord neither be ye sorry Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. The people worship the great God of heaven. You can't separate joy and worship. We got to worship our way into the presence of the Lord, and neither can you separate joy from the word. So they read in the book of the law distinctly. They made the meaning clear. They understood the essence and the context of the scripture and explained it so they could understand it that the people may say, I get it. I receive it. I see it. Amen. Here's the summation though of all of that action. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy is connected to your worship. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil steal your worship in this season. Don't let the devil steal the word in this season. Hallelujah. In John 15 and 11, Jesus said, these things have I spoken unto you. Somebody say the word. That my joy might remain in you. Hallelujah. The word. That your joy might be full. Jesus is the word. And you want to know how to get some joy in your life? Get some word in your life. Get some word in your life. Hallelujah. Let the word ring out. Because regardless of what the world says, the word is true. And it's the place I find joy. The problem is that we tend to look at people for our joy. Because I look around and some folks just don't make me happy. Hallelujah. We were having a move with God and there were some folks wasn't even worshiping at all. I'd like to have a cattle prod, Brother Larry. Come on, praise the Lord. They'll don't make me happy at all. But, but, but my joy is not based on y'all not worshiping or worshiping. Yeah, y'all loving me. 
I didn't call any names. The thing about people, you can't control people. You can't even control your kids. You can try to whip them, and there's just some that are just going to be stubborn. Praise God. We had one in our family, not going to name which, but we had one in our family that evaluated whether whipping was worth it or not. You can't control people. So when you make people the source of your joy, you're going to find that some folks will not always do what you want to make you happy. Praise God. If your joy is based on your boss, chances are you're going to find the trouble with your boss, even if they got the best one. If you got a bad one, you're really bad luck. There's some people that look for places for their joy. You know, if I had the right thing, if I had the right place, if I was at the right, I don't care where you live. You can live on the beach in Hawaii and still get sandburn, sunburn, longing for some pine trees and some snow. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter where you live. Your, your, your place will not always bring you joy. Love Indiana. It's my favorite place I've ever lived besides Texas. But I, I, I love the beauty of Indiana and the, the grandeur. Of, but I could do without the flooding around here, y'all. Because I get aggravated every time it's, the water starts rising around here. I just I can't stand that. So places will always, uh, not always get you where you need to go. Possessions will not bring you joy. Just when you buy that car and it gets the first scratch on it, it's like, ah, I need a new one. Positions, you can climb to a position in leadership of authority and you can go all the way to the top and it will not provide you joy. But joy can come from the Lord and so that you can experience all the things you need to know and enjoy people, places, possessions. Amen. You can enjoy position when you've got joy. Amen. Because my joy comes from the Lord, not from people, not from places, not from positions or possessions. Amen. You here, here, here's something for you. If you're single today, hear me. If you can't find joy being single, you'll never find joy being married. If you can't find joy being married, chances are you won't find joy being divorced. Praise God. It's not about getting joy from a person, place, thing, or position. Author Gary Smalley put it this way. Our cup is filled by this source. We are truly free for the first time to enjoy God's creation because we can appreciate it without depending on it for fulfillment. We live overflowing lives because the source of life instead of gifts of life brings us contentment. How we find the well that never runs dry. Hallelujah. The joy well will never run dry. Hi. I praise the Lord today. Can you thank him for that? Amen. 
We read in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and love, lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Here's what I know about this source is that this joy is a spiritual joy. It's a supernatural joy. It comes from the Holy Ghost. Read Romans 14 and 17. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. If you don't have joy, maybe you ought to pray through again to the Holy Ghost. Be baptized with the comforter. Be baptized with the encourager. Hallelujah. The Bible said that the disciples went about. uh, They were filled with joy and the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost. In Nehemiah, that great scripture where it says in Nehemiah 8 and 10, that he said toward the end, neither be ye sorry. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Somebody say, I know the source and I get the strength of joy. You know who ought to be smiling in this day and age? Holy Ghost filled people. You know who ought to have a song in their heart in this day? Holy Ghost filled people. You know who should be uh, looking above and beyond what has happened? Spirit-filled people, (laughs) hallelujah. Noted preacher and author Leonard Ravenhill wrote like this. He said, this joy is is as real at the graveside as it is at the fireside. It doesn't evaporate under the heat of adversity. It does not collapse in the presence of calamity. Amen. It does not soar under the test of poverty or sour rather under the test of poverty. It does not die at the cruel hand of tragedy. It does not falter in the presence of misery. This is my joy. This is the joy the Lord came. This is the essential oil. Problems come. They're a part of life. But the joy of the Lord is meant to be your strength. It's meant to be your strength. You know, there's always Eeyores around. Anybody, everybody know who Eeyore is? Eeyore is the donkey in Winnie the Pooh's story. It's everything's bad. Very bad. It's going to be bad. It's really bad. Don't name names. Don't point people out. But there are Eeyores in the world around us. Plenty of them. You're right, Brother Gary. 2 Corinthians 1 and 8, Paul writes to them. He says, For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble, which come to us in Asia. And then we were oppressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. That's the verse that Eeyore, Eeyore picks out of everything. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. I ain't got time to compare troubles and who's got it worse. Everybody's got it bad because it's their life. So he said, I was bad off to the point I was about to die. 
Afflictions, trials, pains, tests, and pressures come and frustrate us. But to understand the context, you got to go back to the first part of what he's saying to them. In, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies. Everybody say compassion. That's what it means there. The Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. That it means encouragement. The God of all encouragement. Amen. Who comforts us, who calls us to his side in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted comfort of God for as the sufferings of Christ abound in us so our consolation our encouragement also aboundeth by Christ whether we be afflicted it is for your encouragement and salvation which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which you also suffer and whether you be comforted it is for your encouragement and salvation and our hope of you is steadfast knowing that ye are partakers of the sufferings so shall ye be also of the encouragement quit taking verse 8 as being your only measure of what your life is and that you're at despair and that you're running out go back and read the whole context my God is my comforter my God is my encourager my God is my strength Praise God. How about this wonderful scripture, Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17. We know it, but we need to hear it again. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of olives shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat, the flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Write down your list, amen, of every bad thing, horrible thing you're dealing with right now. Write down every anxiety. Write down every fear. Write down every worry. Write down every concern. And then follow it up with the next verse. Yet, yet, I will rejoice, joy again. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. And yet, yet, yet still. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to skip through some of this because I need to get to this one. I want to tell you what essential oils smell like. This essential oil smells like. This is what rejoicing smells like. Philippians 4 and 4, that's where he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Then you jump to verse 6 and he says, take a whiff of this. Be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. That's what that means. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And take a whiff of this. The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's what it smells like. Here's what it, what it feels like. 
Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue or courage there, if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. Won't you act like Paul? That's what he's saying. Act like me. Hallelujah. And the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last of your care of me hath flourished again. Wherein ye have care, also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want. And here's what it smells like. For I have learned to be a base, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry. Both to abound and to suffer need. Because, I insert the word because there because I think it fits. I can do all things through Christ would strengthen me. Yes, there's going to be moments of mourning and there's going to be trials and there's going to be highs and lows. But joy, joy of the Lord is my strength. Would you stand with me, please? Can I tell you, it's a spiritual essential oil but you can't get it if you don't go after it. You got to decide to say today I choose to wake up and dab a little bit of oil on me. Here, 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 and we'll get over here and, and let's get some on this right here. This boy right here, he needs, is that right, mama? He needs lots of it, lots of, just pour it on, baptize him, Lord, baptize him. Amen. Mm, praise the Lord. I choose joy. Amen. The joy of the Lord. Oh, come on, where are all my kids' workers? That, in the pre-service meeting, y'all were just going crazy about songs about joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Yes, sir. It's my strength. Yes. Hallelujah, it's my hope. Stop letting the devil make you feel as if you're a loser when the king's on the throne and he's in control. Stop letting the devil lead you around and feel worried. Yet I will rejoice. Yet I will rejoice. I will rejoice. I will rejoice. Somebody rejoice a little bit. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthen you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.